Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Biology, a weekly podcast where I aim to attempt to answer obscure biology questions we all found ourselves Googling at 3 a.m. In honor of World Health Day, which is on the 7th of April, I thought I would take this chance to answer one of the most pressing questions in the medical field as of right now. Is my microbe giving me cancer? (laughs) Um, Yeah, without further ado, let's get into it and find out. But first, let's see where microwaves came from. In 1946, Raytheon engineer Percy Spencer was working near a piece of equipment known as a magnetron, which is part of a radar system when he noticed that the radar emission at microwave frequencies melted the snack bar he had stashed in his pocket. On further investigation, him and his co-workers realized that focused beams of microwave emission, which are waves of energies at frequencies near the radio frequency regime, will cause polar or electrical asymmetric molecules like water in food to rotate. This rotation produces thermal energy or heat, which then can quickly and almost uniformly heat the food. Microwaves heat your food with radio frequency radiation, commonly called RF radiation. They cook foods by injecting them with microwaves, a form of energy. These electromagnetic waves are invisible to the human eye and fall between radio waves, which are longer in wavelength, and infrared waves, which are shorter. Inside a microwave, the magnetron channels electrical energy from a power outlet to a heated filament, creating a flow of electrons that in turn transmit microwaves into the cooking chamber through an antenna. These waves move around in the chamber and cook food through radiation heating. Basically, they excite molecules within an object by becoming lodged in the water, sugars, and fats present inside it. But these microwaves can only travel so far into an object before they lose their momentum. Therefore, when thicker foods are cooked, the outer layers are heated and cooked primarily by the microwaves, while the inside is cooked mainly by the conduction of heat from the hot outer layers. Common guidelines while using microwaves include not using any metal, multiple plastics, and stirring to cook the food evenly. But why is that? Well, certain types of plastics are able to absorb microwaves like foods do, making them prone to melting, dissolving, and therefore contaminating the food that is being cooked in the microwave. Metal reflects microwaves and therefore interferes with the movement of the waves that occur inside the ovens. Stirring food helps to spread the heat, ensuring that the inside is cooked as well as the outside. Besides their most obvious household use, microwaves are also used to detect speeding cars and to send telephone and television communications. Industries use microwaves to dry and cure plywood, to cure rubber and resins, and to raise baked goods like donuts and cakes. Before finding out if microwaves can cause cancer, let me introduce you to the topic of radiation. Radiation comes from our bodies in the form of heat. Sunlight is also a form of radiation. There are many different types of radiation that have different levels of energy. X-rays have lots of energy and can potentially break DNA. This is known as ionizing radiation, and with accumulated exposure over time, it can contribute to cancer risk. The forms of radiation that are typically linked to cancer are those with high enough energies or frequencies to ionize or remove electrons from atoms or molecules and thus are able to cause damage in our cells. High energy forms of radiation include x-rays, gamma rays, and some ultraviolet radiation. Microwaves, radio waves, and the light that we can see are all examples of non-ionizing radiation. 
The only non-ionizing radiation which can cause cancer is ultraviolet or UV light, which is why people are advised to protect themselves from excessive sun exposure when the UV levels are higher. Microwaves are not known to cause cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, the amount of radiation that is allowed to leak out of microwaves based on the federal laws in the U.S. is far below the level that could potentially cause harm. The metal mesh visible through the windows on most microwave doors also have holes that are small enough that the microwaves cannot escape, but large enough that visible light can still pass through, which enables us to check on the progress of our food. But if they don't cause cancer to us, can they at least affect the food inside them? Well, microwave ovens use microwave radiation to heat food, but this does not mean that they make the food radioactive. Microwaves heat food by causing water molecules to vibrate, and as a result, the food is heated. This is different from absorption of the heat energy by food, which is the basis of conventional cooking. Microwaves, by contrast, are a much lower form of radiation. So while they can use molecules to vibrate, like the water molecules in our leftovers, they do not change the chemical structure of the food by ionizing it or by any other ways. The FDA has received reports in the past of serious skin burns or scalding injuries around people's hands and faces as a result of hot water erupting out of a cup after it has been heated in a microwave oven. If superheating, which is heating past the boiling point, has occurred, a slight disturbance such as picking up the cup or pouring something in it may result in a violent eruption with the boiling water exploding out of the cup. Adding substances such as instant coffee or sugar before heating greatly reduces their risk. Most injuries, however, are not radiation-related. That said, there have been some very rare instances of radiation injury due to unusual circumstances or improper servicing. For instance, there is concern that radiation leakage from microwave ovens could interfere with certain electronic cardiac pacemakers. Similar concerns were raised about pacemaker interference from electric shavers, auto ignition systems, and other electronic products. While the FDA does not specifically require microwave ovens to carry warnings for people with pacemakers, this problem has largely been resolved as today's pacemakers are designed to shield the people against such electric interference. However, patients with pacemakers are encouraged to consult their physicians if they have any concerns. Additionally, microwave radiation can heat body tissue the same way it heats food. Exposure to high levels of microwaves can cause painful burns. Two areas of the body, the eyes and the testes, are particularly vulnerable to RF heating because there is relatively less blood flow in them to carry away excess heat. The lens of the eye is particularly sensitive to intense heat, and exposure to high levels of microwaves can cause cataracts. But these types of injuries, burns, and cataracts can only be caused by exposure to large amounts of microwave radiation. In general, microwave oven radiation injuries are caused by exposure to large amounts of microwave radiation leaking through openings such as gaps in the microwave oven seals. The FDA, or the Food and Drug Administration, has regulated the manufacture of microwave ovens since 1971. Microwave oven manufacturers are required to certify their products and meet safety performance standards created and enforced by the FDA to protect public health. Common precautions we can all take, including closely following the precautions and recommendations provided in the microwave oven instruction manuals and specifically regarding the heating times.
We can also make sure that we do not exceed the recommended heating times when determining the best time settings to heat water to the desired temperature. So what's the verdict? Can my microwave give me cancer? Absolutely not. Go ahead, heat up that chicken curry from yesterday's dinner to your heart's content. Just don't do it in a Tupperware container. That's all I had for this episode. I really hope you didn't learn anything new and already knew this. If you have any weird biology questions of your own, you can send them in to bitesithologypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you've made it all the way to the end, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!